This episode first aired on Raid of the Paul, Chicago's College Connection. Hello, I'm Shanira, and welcome to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, your one stop for pop culture on college radio. So, hi, um, a couple of weeks ago, well, let me announce, let me officially announce that a couple of weeks ago at the Radio DePaul Awards, I did win a couple of awards, one of them being best, um, entertainment news anchors for pocket news and also i won best social media for the chinny chronicles so i like was so happy about it i was in the depalia office when the awards was happening so it was so great so can't wait for those trophies to come through the mail like i'm so happy i wish it was in person uh with them depaul going back in person for like 75 percent hopefully We'll have the awards in person. So yeah. Good news all around. So um today I was gonna talk about um <laughs> I was gonna talk about today was Michael Jackson and like his sexual assault charges because um uh, Michael Michael Jackson okay, hashtag Michael Jackson innocent is trending on Twitter today because apparently apparently it's like the anniversary of him being innocent or being found innocent so June 13 2005 was the day that he was acquitted of all sexual assault charges so like if you know like pretty much the basic story is that like um Michael Jackson was like extremely friendly with um, these kids or whatever. Uh, one of the kids he met like uh, during his Pepsi ad, uh, he would pretty much bring them to like Neverland or something, and like he would be like extremely comfortable around them, maybe too comfortable. At least that's what the allegations were. And but apparently, like there are like recordings of some people of the families that like just kind of like admitted that they did it for the money and just try to bring Michael Jackson down. So um, one of the recordings I found was from, uh, what's his name? It was from, uh, what's his name? Chandler, Evan Chandler, who was one of the fathers of the uh, kids that made the allegations. He's pretty much like admitting in this phone call that like, he's like making it known that like he wants he wants Michael Jackson to be like destroyed or whatever. At least that's what like he's saying. But like, yeah, let me play the recording. Make your own judgment, though. <laughs> beyond belief, he will not believe it. He will not believe what's going to happen. Beyond, beyond his worst nightmares, sell one more record. This attorney I found. I mean, I interviewed several, and I picked the nastiest son of a bitch I could find. Once I make that phone call, this guy is just going to destroy everybody in sight in any devious, nasty, cruel way that he can do it. And I've given him full authority to do that. It'll be a, a massacre if I don't get what I want. If I go through with this, I win big time. I will get everything I want, and they will be, told, they will be destroyed forever. They will be destroyed. June is going to lose Jordy. She will have no right to ever see him again. Yeah. 
That's a fact, Dave. That's what's Does that help Jordan's career will be over? Does that help Jordan? Michael's career will be. So like it's kind of like clear in that recording that like he has the intent to like go after Michael Jackson and like I guess like uh the person he's referring to like oh he won't see she won't see Jordy again I guess that's like the mother of Jordan Chandler so like it's clear that he just wants everybody to like suffer and it's just like oh no um there's like a whole lot of evidence that shows that um Michael Jackson is not guilty of it and like if you ever decide to like go down the rabbit hole it's pretty easy to find how he the verdict the not guilty verdict was correct so i guess like instead of like going down that rabbit hole of evidence i'd rather talk about like why this is happening like even though he's been dead since 2009 it's 12 years this summer so why is it that they're choosing to like bang this story still because if you remember Oprah Winfrey did the Finding Neverland sort of thing was that a couple years ago if it's a year or so ago and it's just like okay he was he, he's been dead for like a decade now like why is this still a topic especially since it's been proven that he didn't actually do it so it's just you just have to wonder why like, is it I think possibly an answer to it is that like he's an easy target because he is very eccentric that's a typical person apparently he admitted to like having the, some kids sleep in his bedroom but like apparently like that bedroom is like as big as like it's a very big room so it's like it's not like your typical small room and you're like a two-bedroom apartment it's in a mansion so it's a pretty big room so like there's plenty of space I guess but like I guess it's like an easy target for people and it's just like the media the FBI and the Los Angeles a police department or whatever they all have been running with the story and like they all, all of the media has been running with the story and it's very easy to believe and it's very easy to believe because of like what you see Michael Jackson to be so I guess like that's one way to look at it is like it's he's sort of like a scapegoat sacrificial lamb type of thing where you, you, you go after like the easiest target and it's like really easy so it's real easy to for people to like if like if you don't do the research or you like you don't like actually like read into it it's very easy for you to believe that Michael Jackson actually did all those things. And like, I guess like, <laughs> to like make this like funnier or like make light of the situation, which I probably shouldn't be, but like, I found it interesting that like, literally last night, I, I had a dream about Michael Jackson. And then today, all today, he's trending and like everybody's like, talking about him not being guilty or whatever and everybody's talking about um all of what's happened and like everything so i just like i found that so funny like like i had a dream about this guy and then now he's trying to go over twitter and everybody's talking about his case so yeah <laughs> found that crazy 
But um, I was kind of like reading through this timeline that NPR had like made, and like in like 1993, at the end of 1993, his sister Latoya had uh admitted that the abuse allegations were true, and there's a whole video of it. Uh, it was. Uh, it was at a press conference wh- while um, she was on tour in Tel Aviv. But, like, to be fair, uh, Latoya was, like, the estranged sister. So, and <laughs> it's kind of interesting, like, the estranged sister is saying this, you know. So, perhaps, like, was she mad about something that they're estranged, that they don't really talk? And... Apparently, she says that she and her siblings are also abused by their um, parents or whatever. But, um, yeah, but, like, I guess she's, like, it seems, like, based off of this, actually, she ended up retracting her allegations against both Michael and and, and their father in, like, her second autobiography in 2011. So, this. That's quite interesting. Like, it's quite interesting how she admitted to the allegations being true, and then uh, was it almost twenty years later in twenty eleven she retracted the statement, saying uh, she had said, "quote My family and my co knew that wasn't really me talking. I never believed for a minute my brother was guilty of anything like that." So it's just like what I I haven't watched the video. But it's just like, what possessed her to say that then? Like, what, like, what made her say, "Oh, the allegations are true." Yeah, my brother sexually molested children. Like, what, what on earth possessed her to like go to the press while she's on tour and like admit that like while he's like in the middle of being sued, there's lawsuits against him. And she decided, yeah, let me admit to it, even though it's not true. Like, why? Why would you do that? Like, I don't understand. That's, that's kind of weird. And like, it does not help Michael Jackson's case either. It it, it looks crazy that like, his own sister admitted to the allegations, and then like, twenty years later, it takes her like almost twenty years, to like, take back the statements. So like. Yeah, that did not help. That probably did not help with the case of whatsoever, at least in public opinion. So for right now, I'm gonna take a pause right now, and I'm going on a little music break. And the song I'm going to play is TikTok, not by Kesha, but by Miss Fala Familia. This is a new rapper that I stumbled upon. I really like her a lot. So here's TikTok by Miss La Familia. Wine, wine with it. Chick hella thick and yeah, I'm fine with it. Energy you used to hate, I grind with it. And the game will be mine, just give me some time with it. And I'm no, but I'm sharp on top of the line with it. Mr. Dependent, unsigned, one sign. Done with the game, it's sancy and sunshine. Bad biz and brunch time, first in the lunch line. Miss Al must live wild, that's the motto. In house, smile, that smile, that's gelato. In my section, nothing but hot models. And we don't do shots of nothing, we pop bottles. So give me any beat, I'll take that, break that. Guarantee my girl's gonna shake that, shake that. Hey, my girl with the big bag, big bag. One into the middle and tick tock, tick tock. Bust it down. 
Back it up, bust it down, back it up, bust it down, back it up, bust it down, tick tock, tick tock, bust it down, back it up, bust it down, back it up, bust it down, back it up, bust it down, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, controller. I can see you looking, boy, come over. Penny in the cup, now we're never sober. And we don't drink, drive, let me call my chauffeur. Girls gone crazy, girls gone wild. Yeah, we shutting down the clubs and we do it worldwide. Hold tight, my slim fit girls inside. That's a real thin waist and the boots so wide. Give me any beat, I'll take that, break that. Guarantee my girls gonna shake that, shake that. Ain't my girl with the big back, big back. One into the middle and tick tock, tick tock. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, tick tock, tick tock. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, tick tock, tick tock. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, back it up. Bust it down, tick tock, tick tock. So welcome back, and um, I was reading I was reading the timeline on uh, NPR, and it said that two people, Wade Robson and James Safechuck, they filed suits against the Jackson State in 2013, and what's interesting is that Robson had was publicly and repeatedly defending Michael Jackson for up to seven years, no, not up to seven years, but um. Robson was defending Michael Jackson for years, repeatedly and, and publicly, but in 2013 in the lawsuit, he said that Jackson's, Michael Jackson had um, sexually molested him for 70 years. So I just find it interesting as why Robson was defending his quote-unquote molester. Like, why would, why would he feel the need to do that? Like, and like apparently a couple of years after uh, the lawsuit was filed, um, the Los Angeles County Superior Court uh, dismissed the suit, saying that um, Robson had waited too long to um, file it. So I guess it's like statute limitations or something like that. Um, so for James Safechuck, um, he in the lawsuit he alleges that Michael Jackson abused him on quote-unquote hundreds of occasions between 1988 and 1992. So, um, the same judge rejects that um, lawsuit as well. And it was basically on the same grounds as Robson. So he pretty much rejects, the judge rejects both lawsuits because he feels like they took too long to file the lawsuit. So I guess that's how statute of limitations work. Um, if I remember the definition of that correctly, but um, just based off of, like the fact that like it is, it's kind of if you think about it, it's just like a whole big mess, and it's just like okay, why did this person do that? Why did this do person do this? This is like just with with his sister Latoya, like why why does she feel the need to come come to the public and say, oh yeah, my brother. My brother did all that. You gotta remember, apparently they were estranged 
at that time that she uh, uh, said the allegations were true. So was she just mad that she was estranged from the family? So she just decided to go to the press and be like, yeah, I'm mad at my family. So why why not just take a jab? And that's a, a jab that's already like an already like big enough wound. Let me just add the fuel to the fire. And well, with with uh, Robson and Safe Chuck, it's just interesting how like they defended him for so long, yet they're they're willing suddenly. Uh, how many years after he he died, they decided to like go against him and and and, and file lawsuits. And if I remember correctly, I don't know were they the same two that were part of the HBO. Uh, leaving Neverland thing and I don't know if they were but I, I, I think I remember hearing their names during that time but like I don't want to like make big things but I don't know but it's just it was it was interesting with that um, HBO documentary it's just like it seems like it was kind of regurgitating and like beating a dead horse, sort of, you know what I mean. And let's be clear, I, I always tend to believe victims first, but like, it's coming to the point where like, with how people's actions and how they're like going about it, especially with that phone call from earlier, and like, how people are so quick to switch up, one moment they're saying one thing. And then they're acting with totally another. It's just like it's hard to like keep up. Honestly, I don't want to speak too much because I haven't personally dug too much into the rabbit hole. But like I'm presenting what I find on like the most surface level. I'm looking at like a couple Twitter threads, but like how seriously can you take Twitter threads? So apparently, in one of these Twitter threads, it, um, it said that um, Michael Jackson's um, insurance team settled the civil trial as he couldn't be promised justice. And this didn't stop um, the family, uh, the Chandler family, from testifying and taking it to court. So they didn't need the money as the money was already there. And the uh, Chandler's had demanded a settlement from the beginning. They went public when MJ refused to pay. So, um, also another point is that if Michael had anything to hide during the 1993 investigations, he would have settled before police did a strip search and photo shoot on his naked body. If the channelers had anything to prove, they would have testified when the settlement took place. And there's also a documentary called Square One, Michael Jackson on Amazon Prime. Um, I will watch that and give back to everybody. But um, it is clear that this was this Twitter thread is about it's called um, debunking the MJ paid them off argument. Uh, so it that that Twitter thread is aims to talk about how Michael Jackson didn't pay them off because clearly, clearly if if Jack, if, if if he had paid them off, according at least according to this third, according to this third, 
if he would have paid them off, they wouldn't have continued on with the lawsuit because he, uh, the his insurance had already paid it off, apparently. Uh, the uh, insurance team settled the civil trial, but the, the, the family, the Chandler family, still went to court and testified. So if he paid them off, they wouldn't have still went to the... They still wouldn't have testified. So that's that's according to Justice side. So like all this information is like most basic, you know, scratch the surface type of thing. This is this is just me going through the hashtag Michael Jackson innocent. This is just me doing one basic Google search and clicking on one article. You know, so like if I'm pretty sure there's like plenty. Like this, this is information I'm finding, and I'm not, you know, trying that hard, you know. So I'm pretty sure there's like more information, and like I'm gonna watch that documentary. I'm gonna come back to this topic um, next season because this this is the last episode <laughs> of this season. So I'm gonna come back to this topic next season after I watch that um, documentary, and I'm gonna give my full opinion. Because I feel like I'm kind of rambling on and I'm like not really giving a full opinion. So I don't know if anyone's caught on to that. But like I'm just basically like looking at all this stuff and it's just like it's kind of like I've been like hearing this for the last how many years. And like it's like getting to the point where it's like okay are you guys did this really happen or did you guys do this for clout and money? And like I hate asking that. I hate asking those questions. You know what I mean? And I hate that it has to come to that because there are people who've actually been, you know, sexually assaulted and it's just like this Michael Jackson situation, you know, children, child molestation and like people allegedly just using him for clout and, and trying to get money off of him. It's just, it just seems like it just not seems like but it's just like it's making it harder for like actual victims to like come forward in situations like this it's like complicated situations like this that complicate it for real victims because this is gonna make it even harder for people to believe victims it is now now there's gonna be the line of questioning like are you sure this is real are you doing this for clout are you trying to get money off of this person so it's just like, I guess in general, when it comes to this like sexual assault stuff, you have to be careful of what you believe because someone's just coming out with allegations. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, naturally for me, I'm going to like initially believe the victim, quote unquote, the victim, but like, if like, you like, you gotta read into it, you know. So yeah, believe victims, but like, uh, you have to like, I guess the best way to approach it is initially, initially kind of believe the victims, but like, don't really give your full opinion and like full force, full stops, yeah, victim's right, or yeah, this person is innocent, don't wait until, like, all facts are there, 
that's that's what you have to learn with this type of stuff. You gotta you gotta learn you gotta like know the difference between cloud chasers and people trying to get money and the people who are like genuinely who are actually victims. And like I feel like that's harder nowadays to differentiate between cloud chasers and actual victims because people can be good liars, you know what I mean? People can be good finessers, you know what I'm saying? So, look at me, look at me, I can't even get the words out. But um, it just comes down to being able to read in between the lines and read, read people's actions and understand how people can easily finesse the system here, you know? Um, you just gotta beware of how people, you just gotta beware. You just gotta be able to, you know, catch the inaccuracies and whatnot. So, yeah. Believe victims, but like, be careful at the same time and be able to differentiate between a person just getting clout or a quick check and an actual victim. So that's that's the lesson here. <laughs> that is the lesson here. So I'm gonna end it on that note. That little piece of advice. Uh shout out to Radio DePaul uh awards for the two awards I got. I'm really happy about that. That's <laughs> sorry, this is like two jarring things me talking about me getting awards and then like child molestation and sexual assault okay i know i'd be doing that on the show just two jarring things that was this episode of the cheney chronicles if you miss an episode head to spotify and apple and google Podcasts to listen also head to anchor.fm slash cheney chronicles to listen there too thanks for listening stop procrastinating and good night